Do you know how many times I've said I'm going to be a vegan? And it'll be going great for like a week. And then I'm, I just end up being a pescatarian. Like it happens, right? Like <laughs> it's happened so many times where I'm just like, yep. I even changed my bio on my website that went from initially I was a vegan because I was a vegan for quite a long time to now I'm actually a pescatarian. So I've changed the phrasing to in my spare time, Shirlene is trying to figure out between being a vegan and a pescatarian. And it's just so true. Like we we might say, um, we're going to do that particular, you know, diet, that workout. We're going to go to the gym, hashtag summer body or something. And we find like, oh, well, I'm not going to the gym. Let me just do yoga. We always happen to find some kind of middle ground where it's not as bad as it could be but we're still doing what we kind of need to do. And in the same way, we can find ourselves getting back into the same situation again and again and again. And we're asking ourselves questions like, oh my gosh, like how did we get there? You know, using the whole diet thing, I'll be like, yep, no dairy, no eggs, no cheese, no milk. But then I go to Coffee Republic and I just really want a chai latte and it doesn't taste as good with soya milk. So I go for cow's milk and then I just find like, oh, that was really nice. I'm going to go and buy some more milk. My point is, is that we often find ourselves in the same situation again and again and again, but we need to identify, okay, what was a trigger point? Typically using the whole chai, anybody that knows me knows I love chai latte with vanilla. Using that example, the trigger point for me It's typically because I was stressed out. I was stressed and I wanted a fix, which came in a cup with chai. It's the same for our sex lives, where we make compromises. You know, it's not as bad as it could be. So therefore, you know, we're going to go that direction. And what we have to do is we have to look at what are our red flags Oftentimes I hear people say to me, oh, it just happened. And it doesn't just happen, just like it doesn't just happen that I just walk into Coffee Republic and get a chai latte. It doesn't just happen. There are three things that contribute to us getting to this place. So you have your cycles, you have your red flags and you have your triggers. You already know what your cycles are because you're doing good. You find yourself in one place. You're doing good again. You find yourself in another place. You're doing good again. You find yourself in another place. So now it's about just really understanding like, okay, like what gets you to that place? And prior to actually going back around in this cycle, there are red flags. And your red flags are the warning. Like, hey, if you ignore this, then this is going to be the outcome. You're going to be back in this cycle again. So an example of a red flag for me is when I hear myself saying, oh, I'm done with social media. You know, I want to deactivate my account on Facebook. I'm over Instagram. Forget Periscope. I'm not interested in Twitter. And what that's basically telling me is that if I'm not mindful, this feeling that I'm having at that moment, it's going to turn into something else where loneliness comes into that 
depression begins to come into that. And I'm going to want to feel better about myself, which could then now turn into a trigger that says, okay, now you need to go and get that need met. So let's keep it 100 yeah, and be really, 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 really honest with ourselves here. Like if we're finding ourselves in the same cycle, like do we really want to break the cycle? Like, do we really, you know, do I really want to be a vegan? Because I'm just finding myself back in the same situation again and again and again. So who are you really? Like, are you really a vegan? Are you really wanting to be celibate? Like really deep down in your heart, is that something that you really actually want? Because if it's not, these cycles are going to continue and continue and continue and it's not going to be broken. And don't blame somebody else. Like, don't blame the season. Oh, like, when it's winter, you need a live blanket. That was my excuse. Like, oh, well, you know, we just need a live blanket, you know, because it's cosy in the winter. No. It's not about rationalising. It's making a decision to believe this is the lifestyle that I want and this is the lifestyle that I'm going to have and I will make sure that I'm going to do whatever it takes to break the cycle. So if you are saving for that Audi R8, right, the red one, like that's my next car, by the way. It's like, like if you're saving for that and then you know that you're taking out a grand here, two grand there, you're never going to get that car. So like, do you really want it? Because if you do, you're going to do whatever it takes. You're going to cut back or, you know, just do whatever you're doing in business to actually start to stack that cash to get that car. If you're saving for a new pair of shoes, for example, you know you can't go and be blowing that pair of shoes on something else when your focus or your supposed focus is on purchasing those shoes. In the same way, if you really, really want to live a celibate lifestyle, you are going to do whatever it takes to ensure that that happens. And this is about making sure that you are happy, that you are settled in your soul, that you have made an agreement, that you have acknowledged this is my identity. So I understand about this cycle thing and I could find myself being in the same situation. I'm like, how on earth did I get here again? And like I said to you, the trigger point for me was loneliness. And there was this guy who um, I had been speaking to for maybe like a year and a half he lived in a different country, American accent, you know, you know, there's that kind of accent that just makes you melt, right? And and initially in this friendship, we met on a Christian dating website. Initially in this friendship, it was all above board. Of course, we knew that there was an interest in terms of dating, but we were getting to know each other. And before, like my boundaries were, if I'm speaking to this guy, I would be in my living room, the lights on, because I know what my past looked like before. But this time, I was very kind of conscious, like, yep, this is what I'm going to do. It's all going to be above board. But the more and more I spoke to him and the later and later it got because, now get this, because I had to consider the time zone difference. But the time zone difference always ended up being my late night. So in that, when you're in that kind of nighttime state, your voice is going to be more husky. You're going to be more relaxed what began to happen is our friendship turned into just really get into that place where the only next step would be physical intimacy. And I found myself back in that cycle again of speaking late night. It wasn't cybersex status, but there was still that conversation that was being had that wasn't supposed to be had. 
And I, I very well knew that I was not supposed to be having this until one day I said to myself, this conversation is too costly. This conversation is way too expensive and it's something that I'm not willing to pay. So I just had to just chop that off. But I'll get more into that story in further episodes. So here's what's worked for me. I have a purity plan. And the purity plan is a set of steps, a set of boundaries or, you know, regulations that I've put in place that help me to manage my sexual purity. And if you want to start breaking your cycles, go to shalinwilson.com and you will see a set of action steps for this podcast. I mean, you might even want to use the, the principles to help you break that addiction to chai latte. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 